has operated under semi-autonomous rule since 1997, meaning that they have their own separate legal, political, and economic systems from China, and a de facto constitution, which allowed liberties, including the freedom of the press and assembly. China declared to preserve the one country, two systems framework through 2047, but on June 30th, 2020, the Chinese president Xi Jinping signed a law that took away many of the city's freedoms. The law was put into action starting on July 1st, 2020, and took away Hong Kong's pro-democracy movement, which included many large protests against Beijing's influence over Hong Kong's political matters. However, a few weeks later, many of the protesters and advocates for this deep pre-democracy movement were arrested. To provide context, the 1997 agreement previously mentioned was an agreement between Britain and China that would give Hong Kong relative autonomy for a minimum of 50 years. However, China did not completely agree, so they continued to see Hong Kong as part of their own territory even though the 1997 agreement was meant to do exactly the opposite. Despite this, Hong Kong was able to create relations with the United States and other countries, but after Xi Jinping took over China's ruling Communist Party in 2012, Hong Kong's status has been repeatedly interfered with. This new law has even harsher details than what people had initially expected. For example, a full life sentence can be given to someone who was found guilty of separatism, subversion, terrorism, or collusion with foreign forces. What is defined as terrorism is very harsh within itself as well. It includes acts of vandalism that many protesters had displayed over the past year. Additionally, the law is more lenient to those who provide information about others and will ultimately pave the way for Beijing to install a new National Security Council. So far, people in Hong Kong have been deleting their Twitter or any other social media accounts to avoid being arrested or targeted for pro-democracy activism. The first major arrests took place in July, when four people from the ages of 16 to 21 were arrested for being suspected of inciting secession. The police had recorded comments they made on social media, clearly limiting the freedom of speech Hong Kong is supposed to have. Then, authorities raided the newspaper Apple Daily and took away 25 boxes of material from the newsroom and told the staff to stop filming the operation. Many staff members were arrested. In response, the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in the United States said that he saw Beijing's actions as the latest in a series of actions that fundamentally undermine Hong Kong's autonomy and freedoms. President Trump said that he will not treat China and Hong Kong as separate entities on large issues, and according to Pompeo, quote, President Trump promised to punish the Chinese Communist Party officials who were responsible for eviscerating Hong Kong's freedoms, end quote. However, Trump's position has wavered and he has signaled reluctance to sign on the measure. Trump stated, we have to stand with Hong Kong, but I'm also standing with President Xi. Protests are not new to Hong Kong. Last year, protests were very prevalent because people were concerned that Hong Kong would pass a bill 
that would allow individuals to be extradited to China. People who opposed the bill were afraid that it would be used to track Beijing activists, but Hong Kong leaders insisted that it would protect Hong Kong, not the opposite. Regardless, protesters continued protesting, even breaking into Hong Kong's legislature at one point, and the police responded with rubber bullets, tear gas, and water cannons. Ultimately, the bill was completely pulled back in September of 2019, but the protests still continued since they focused on larger democratic demands. Some protesters have adopted the motto, five demands, not one less. These include, number one, not characterizing protests as riots, two, amnesty for arrested protesters, three, an independent inquiry into alleged police brutality, four, implementation of universal suffrage, and five, the withdrawal of the bill, which has already been met. Ultimately, police brutality has become an issue due to the police's reaction to protesters. Triads, which are criminal organizations who work with the police, have also attacked protesters. There is no mercy when it comes to these protests. Medics, journalists, and children are also victims from this violence. For example, on August 11, 2019, a public doctor was shot in the eye by the police, rupturing her eyeball. On September 21st of 2019, an unarmed volunteer from the Protect Our Kids campaign was taken into an alley and was abused by around 30 police officers who ordered the media to leave the scene and to avoid using flashlights in hopes of disturbing attempts of filming this. Another similar action was taken on November 11, 2019, where video circulated of an unarmed man being shot by the police and as a result had to have his right kidney and part of his liver removed. The worst part is that this is only a fraction of the constant brutality protests are facing in Hong Kong. Now, here are some of the things that you can do to help Hong Kong. You can join online protests, campaigns, retweet, share, and like posts, and remember to use hashtags like hashtag I for HK, hashtag shout for HK, and hashtag mask for HK. Another simple thing you can do is raise awareness through the word of mouth or even by sharing this podcast with them. In addition, you can join your local Stand with Hong Kong rally or start your own if there is not one in your area. Lastly, sign petitions and petition the International Court of Justice to investigate excessive force of Hong Kong police. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode and do not forget to stay informed. Thank you.